strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. End zone for Fitz. Goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Do you feel that, Ron Wolfley? Oh, yeah, Bully. Do you sense how the buzz is building? The bandwagon is formed. <laughs> The awareness and the attention is growing. I like where you're going, Bully. The recognition is arriving. Power polls after week one, as I try not to laugh, have the Arizona Cardinals in the top ten, a lot of these power polls. Yep. Even Vegas. Do not dismiss <laughs> Vegas. Burden the back, hand balls better than two in the bush. Back in March, the Cardinals were 80 to one shots. To win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Last month they were fifty to one. Right now they are twenty eight to one. What's your boy, Paul? After one win, what can that win do for you? Well, in one week it has done a lot for the profile of the Arizona Cardinals as we launch into this week two edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi here at Casa Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, social distancing there. There's just no getting around it, is there, Paulie? I mean, there really is not. If if the Arizona Cardinals want to be considered a good team, they have to win games like this. They have to win this game. At home, Paulie, against a young team with a young quarterback that has struggled, right? I, I This is a game you look at and say, the Arizona Cardinals should win this game. And you know what? The win in San Francisco, that's exactly what Kyla Murray said he He told Buda Baker on the sideline that this feels like last year against the 49ers. Down the stretch, the difference, to your point, is they made the plays, they finished the game, both sides of the ball, and they got the win. Because once again, everybody now, just because you're close on the scoreboard, does not mean you're close to being a winning team in the NFL. You have to win those close games. Figure out a way to turn that corner, and at least one game into this season, the Cardinals did exactly that. Paulie, that is it right there. Ding, 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 ding. Good teams find ways to compete against the other good teams in the National Football League and more times than not, you're going to find a way to win it in the fourth quarter. They're going to be competitive games. Go back to last year. The two games the Arizona Cardinals played against the 49ers last year. Very competitive games, but to your point, could not get over the top. Now this year, they get over the top. They play well, and they get over the top. And now what are you going to do about it? See, this is the thing about you You've got to compete against the best the league can offer. No doubt about that. They've done that. They've won a game. Now what do you do when you're supposed to win a game? Man, you gotta win the games you're supposed to as well. What was the difference to you? Uh, those two games stuck out 
to such a degree last year, Cardinals and Niners, because the Cardinals hung tough with the NFC champions. Was it simply a matter of adding DeAndre Hopkins, 14 catches for a buck 51? What was it to no, you I on don't both sides so. of the ball? I think, Paulie, I think it was Kyler Murray. It was Kyler Murray in that fourth quarter and pulling down the ball and running. The ability to convert in third down situations and his threat of running the ball. 91 rushing yards for Kyler Murray. I think they called his number three times where it was actually a called run for Kyler Murray, maybe twice. But his ability to scramble is what changed the game. He would he would add 100 yards rushing if not for those kneel downs at the end. I- I saw a quarterback who did what was necessary and needed to win. Yes. I I saw what Russell Wilson has been doing to the Cardinals and the rest of the NFL for a decade. Taste it. It could be pedestrian numbers through three quarters. Doesn't matter. He's going to turn it on and find a way in that fourth quarter to beat you, and that's exactly what Kyler and the Cardinals did. Just getting rolling on the Big Red Rage. We have Ezekiel Turner, who had the turning point in the game, the play that changed the game, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. DeAndre Hopkins is a game changer physically. He brings so many tools to the table. It's going to be a massive help to Kyler Murray. Wide receiver screen to the left, caught by Hopkins at the 25. Move the chains, baby. He's going to catch a lot of passes this year. Throws far side of the sideline, caught by Hopkins, a first down. Diving catch made by Hopkins. Throws a deep ball far sideline on target. DeAndre Hopkins with a first down catch. Wide open Hopkins caught at the 20. Far side 10, 5, and he's hit at the 1. Welcome to the Valley Nuke. It didn't take very long before he was able to take off the sticker of the red. Hello, my name is... Because, man, was he introduced to Cardinals fans in the Red Sea in a big way. DeAndre Hopkins, a career-high 14 grams for 151 yards. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, and you want big. How about that for a debut? The D and D hop standing for ding. How about that, Wolf? You know, a first impression, Paulie, right? I mean, you never forget that first impression. You only get the opportunity to make that first impression once. I, I go back to Kyler Murray his rookie year. One of my biggest takeaways from his rookie year was the fact that in his very first game, with all the narratives surrounding Kyler Murray Bali, all the doubters that were out there, in his very first game, he went out there and he didn't look really good for three quarters. He did not play well. All of a sudden down 18 points of the Detroit Lions at home, brought his team back and actually tied that game up in the fourth, uh, fourth quarter down 18 points. That to me told me something about this kid in his very first game and the same thing can be said about DeAndre Hopkins. I think we all expected him to be productive, but man, 14 receptions yeah. for 151 yards, that's getting it done in your first game. By the way, I have it right here. That opener a year ago, the Cardinals trailed to start the fourth quarter 24-6. to and, and Kyler in fourth quarter and overtime of that debut against the Lions went 20-29, 238, two touchdowns, no picks for a passer rating of 116.7. So, right. So there, so right there. Look, you know, I, I'm a believer that there are some late bloomers sometimes, but for the most part, guys announce their arrival and whether they're truly going to be players and make plays in the NFL. You yep. can you can figure that out pretty quickly. And then when you have a three-time All-Pro like DeAndre Hopkins, I just I guess I never envisioned Wolf that sort of chemistry. I just 
never figured there'd be 16 targets and 14 grabs, which easily could have been 15 catches for a buck 80 if they would have connected on that one third down chunk throw where Kyler was going to the back shoulder and expected sure. D-Hop to peel off towards the sideline. That seemed to be a bit of a miscommunication. Yeah, there was a miscommunication, and it was on that play right there, Paulie. But I have to tell you, the chemistry, I'm with you on this, the chemistry between DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, it was substantial, no doubt about that. But they really made a concerted effort to throw the ball in a horizontal way, to throw the ball with a little dink and dunk. And the reason being, Cliff Kingsbury told us this, Paulie. We were talking to him, and he told us this. The reason being, that was part of the game plan. They game plan that coming out against the 49ers in that four-man rush, the Nick Boses of the world, and just how incredibly freakishly talented he is. They wanted to get them tired. Well, one way to do that, force them to turn and run. Every time you throw the ball, whether it's horizontally or dinking it, they turn and they're taught to run and chase. You wanted to tire them out and then run the ball a little bit more in the second half. My question is, will they do that again? Because a lot of guys in that locker room were pretty convinced it worked. It was yes. an effective game plan. <laughs> And there was a correlation, a cause and effect between what the Cardinals did in that fourth quarter. For example, on that 22-yard touchdown run by Kyler Murray, if you look, Fred Warner is a trail blitzer, and he didn't have a lot of juice or a lot of want to at that middle linebacker position. Threw out his arm. That wasn't going to get it done. Kyler was gone. Barely got touched. If you look at the analytics, he, he barely got touched. He had the wherewithal to get down when he was facing trouble. But I think everyone wonders what is possible now and deandre hopkins he had that question thrown at him on monday and his answer was and i quote i think i can have an amazing season in an offense like this it's an offense that gets its playmakers the ball ball out quick great scheme and when you've got a great quarterback like kyler anything is possible end quote d hop I just, honestly, I could not help as I was watching DeAndre Hopkins be as productive as he was, Paulie. I could not help but think of Bill O'Brien and every Texans fan there is out there. I mean, honestly, I do. I respect Coach O'Brien. I really do as being a good coach. I don't think he's a very good general manager, but I do think he's a good coach. I wonder what the the Texan faithful, what they were thinking about is DeAndre Hopkins set a career high in his very first game. His very first game for the Cardinals, a career high ball. We joked after the game with Dave Passion in the postgame, like Cardinals in the locker room right now here in Santa Clara, uh, they're giving out a game ball. In my opinion, I think they should have given it to Bill O'Brien and just shipped it to him. <laughs> but they didn't. They gave it to D-Hop. And, in fact, uh, we go all access, azcardinals.com, and here's what it sounded like. We faced adversity as big as you can face. Y'all kept going. All right, that's a hell of a job finding a way to win. We built something today. All right, and we got to keep building each week. Because to come out, y'all felt how sloppy it was. Y'all felt how tired we are. Now we just get better and better. But couldn't be more proud of the effort and guys sticking together. I want to give a game ball to a new member of our team. Have 14 catches, 152 yards. From the moment I walked in this building, man, I felt something special about this team. I promise you. I know we got what it takes to get what we want, but it's one day at a time. Let's keep working. DeAndre Hopkins on the receiving end from Cliff Kingsbury. We've seen a lot of those game ball presentations, courtesy azcardinals.com. Wolf, I don't, not sure I remember an acceptance speech 
from anyone. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Andre got up and he actually addressed the entire locker room. That was good stuff. It's great stuff, Paulie, that Nuke is is a larger-than-life figure in that locker room right now. Everyone knows how wildly talented he is. You already got a Larry Fitzgerald, a guy that is, is certain for a yellow jacket, a guy that is going to be a Hall of Famer, and now you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, a guy that also could be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. If, if he can actually accomplish uh, some things maybe in the postseason that Larry Fitzgerald has, if he's given that opportunity, um, who knows what we're going to see from DeAndre Hopkins. But the amazing thing to me, Paulie, after all is said and done, is just the fact that once again, his first opportunity to go make plays, his first opportunity to be productive, <laughs> he sets a career high. That's just stunning. Ron Rivera said this week he gets anxiety watching Kyla Murray. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins got a fall. And, there's a, and, and, and I asked Cliff Kingsbury during game plan, his weekly TV show, if the Niners made an adjustment on D-Hop. He said they did. I, I didn't quite see it. So I'm, I'm curious what Washington's going to do this week. Maybe we'll talk to Ezekiel Turner about what he would do trying to cover a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Because, yes, the pivotal moment of the game, that guy is next for the Big Red Rage. Snap it from the 36. Wisnowski stands at his 22-yard line, and the punt is blocked. It was blocked by Ezekiel Turner, recovered by Gardak, who gets up and runs at the 15, and he's tackled at the 10. Oh, the Cardinals. Their punt return went right through the 49ers' protection like warm pastry. Oh, that is sweet, baby, right there. Zeke Turner getting the block. That is a huge play by the Cardinals special teams, and this should turn the momentum of this game. Who blocked it? Who blocked it? Who blocked it? Yeah, Zeke! Yeah, Zeke! His own hype man right there. (laughs) Buda Baker was mic'd up. Before Buda knocked out his own microphone midway through the first half, he hit a guy so hard that it actually killed the microphone. So that's the sort of aggressive football the Cardinals came out of the gates playing. And Wolf, you cannot underestimate and understate what exactly that play did to the game. You're thinking, how, why, what enabled the Cardinals to come back from 10 nothing down? In your mind, as a guy who went to four Pro Bowls as a special teamer, how large was the punt block? Oh, it doesn't get any bigger, Bully, right there. That's exactly what special teams do for the most part. They control field position, and then they control the momentum of games so much of the time well it's all about you presented by santan ford and gilbert and by you we mean ezekiel turner who joins us now in the big red rage zeke good evening and uh you know who hit harder the niners or some of your teammates after you're coming off the field with a pump block <laughs> yeah thank you for having me uh yeah, my head was hurting when I came to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you getting mobbed over there. Uh, I mean, let's just start with the basic question. We heard the play. Take us through the play. Cardinals are down 10 nothing. Niners are backed up in their own territory. And then you take it from there, and after, especially after watching the film, go ahead and explain it to us. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great to get that play with my teammates. Uh to, ex- to go out there and execute when our number was called, so that was good. Um, we knew uh, coming into the season that teams were going to have we're, we're going to make mistakes from the lack of off season and all those missed reps. So we just wanted to come in, 
and see who would make a mistake, and we caught them making one. So, Zeke, have you ever have you ever made a play that big in transition on special teams? Have you ever made a play that big? No, that was that was that was my first uh, punt block in my career. So it was it was huge. It was You've never deal. blocked a punt before in your career. No, that yeah, that was that was my first one. How did that? What did it feel like, man? Because I've never blocked a punt either. Okay, I went to four Pro Bowls on special teams, but I can tell you right now, I've never blocked a punt. What did it feel like? Yeah, it was crazy. It just it just kind of went silent, like as it happened, everything just kind of froze and went still. And then I was like, and then I just wanted to make sure the ball was like behind the line of scrimmage, so it counted as a block. And then I just. Just excitement, just chills. Yeah, it was great. Zeke, it was an X game, though. That was really interesting to me. I, I used to play personal protector all the time, so I was a guy making the calls on the punt team, of course, and it was a 4 by 4 set, and yet you guys ran an X up the middle. Do you care to expound on that a little bit? Uh, Yeah. Um, well, we had, been run- we had been practicing that since training camp, so we got a lot of reps on it. Um, the guy that should have had me in their protection was the uh, snapper, but he never came back with me, or I guess he never saw me cross back. Mm-hmm. And then it just, and then Dennis led the way. He cleared out the way for me, and I just followed behind him, and then blocked. <laughs> you know, great play. If a quarterback throws a touchdown pass, they ask him a big chunk play, touchdown bomb. When did you know it was going to hit? When did you know you were going to get home? Did you know before the snap, oh, boy, this has got a chance, or was it somewhere along the course of the play? It, it was a little of both. But going out there, we knew. I mean, we knew we just had to had to execute. So I'm sure, I knew everybody was just going to do their job. And then we, got, we knew we were going to catch them sleeping. We knew we were going to get the look we wanted. And then – as I'm running the path, it, I was just going through there untouched, and I was like, oh, boy, this is it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, how big was it? I posed that question to Wolf. Our Jim Omohundro posed that same question to Patrick Peterson, and here's what Pete Twice had to say. Yeah, that block punt definitely uh, ignited the team. Uh, we was a little – I won't necessarily say we was flat, but we definitely was behind. That block punt definitely uh, uh, started it all. Zeke plays with a ton of energy. Uh, he practiced that way, and, and, and it shows up on Sundays. You know, um, he's been, you know, an alpha dog on, on on special teams since he's gotten here. You know, I love the way he plays. He plays game at one speed. You know, and that's fast. You know, that's facts, as the kids like to say with Pat P. I mean, Wolf, if I reminded you, his rookie year, Zeke Turner out of UW, he led the NFL with 13 solo tackles on special teams Mm -hmm. and had 22 total tackles on special teams his rookie year. Put that in perspective. Is that a lot? No, that that Mm -hmm. really is, honestly. Listen, Paulie, I can tell you right now, I went to four Pro Bowls. I'd get three tackles a game, I mean, three tackles a year. Three Mm -hmm. tackles, think about that. And the reason being is because the good cover guys, you get doubled. Right. <laughs> you get doubled so much of the time. Yeah. So talk about that, Zeke. Talk a little bit about your ability to play in transition on special teams. Do you love it? Do you love playing in that phase of the game? Yeah, no, definitely. It's something I did since I was in college. Um, and then the guys you go out there with, you just kind of build that bond. So, like, when you go out there, you know you're competing against each other. You know you're trying to help the team. Uh, field position, and yeah, no, it's, it's a great feeling playing with special teams. What's your favorite special team, Zeke? What's your favorite one to play on? Um, I, I, I like punt. I like punt. I like I like being at the PP. Um, 
running down. Why do you like it? Field tackle. Why do you like the PP, the, the personal protector, Zeke? Why do you like it? I don't know. It kind of gives you kind of gives you that QB feeling, you know, <laughs> just, just trying to yeah, get your baby. Uh, team in the best position to, you know, flip the field, put the uh, other team in a better, in a worse spot than they are. I don't know. I'm waiting for a direct snap to you. You know, I mean, do you have, do you have, do you have skills? Can you run it? Can you throw it? Yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll have, we'll have to see. Whenever that day may be, we'll have to see. <laughs> I had some I had some very, very good special teams coaches throughout my career, guys that poured into me not only from a football perspective, but as a man as well. Talk to me a little bit about Jeff Rogers and the kind of coach he is. Oh, yeah, no, he's a great coach. You know, he's going to – He's gonna. He knows a lot about the game. He's very aware of everything that's going on, everything situationally, field position wise, and he's. I mean, just a great all around coach. He's always trying to get you better. He's gonna be hard on you. He's gonna make sure you do do everything the right way. And yeah, he's just very aware of the game, and it's just it's just fun to watch so, and learn from. Zeke, you say he coaches hard. He's hard on you. I mean, he'll yell at you on the field. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he wants he wants things done a certain way. So, if it's if it's not the way he wants it to look, then yeah, he'll definitely he'll definitely. Do you respond you well to that, Zeke? I I always responded well to a coach who coached me hard. Do you respond well to that? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's the only way you're going to get better is is from coaching, and that's the only. I mean, you 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 should want to be coached. You should want the coach to be hard on you, so you know the, your mistake that you can improve on. I tell you, the last few years on the Cardinals sideline as a sideline reporter, if you do something wrong or mess something up, Coach Rogers will find you. You're you're not going to be able to go to the other side of the sideline. He he will come down and he'll make sure he conveys that message. But once again, the Cardinals were down ten nothing. You can't underestimate just how large that play was in the course of getting a victory. In fact, here's Larry Fitzgerald. Well, that was a huge play, you know, for for our team. You know, I mean, it really swung the momentum. Gave the defense a boost, gave the offense a boost, obviously gave the special teams a boost. And, you know, I think it really was that play that kind of just, you know, swung it. Did you sense that? Did you sense, okay, all of a sudden, not only obviously did you guys get on the scoreboard the very next play, but did you sense a reinvigorated sideline of sorts? Yeah, well, after I got done getting my head beat in, I kind of got a sense of uh, where the team was and what – Great position and put the team in the score, put the offense in the score after the play. So yeah, it was it was it was real big for the team. Definitely helped the team. Zeke, as you watch the film, where do you guys need to get better in transition on special teams? Where do you guys need to get better? What was the one team that maybe didn't produce the way it should? Um, I think I, I mean I think we always have places that we need to improve, but I always think we just need to uh, stay consistent. You know, week in and week out. Maybe we have a good week like we did this week, and then maybe maybe we – hopefully we don't have a bad week this week coming up. Just staying consistent in how we play. Mm-hmm. Week well, in and week out. The good news was, you know, after you got mobbed by your teammates, you did not have to enter concussion protocol because I was a little worried there for <laughs> – for a moment, you know, the, and then the way Gardak was going bananas. We'll get to Dennis Gardak. I mean, y- you guys are the masters of this BYOE, bring your own energy, you and Gardak. <laughs> in fact, we'll hear from some of the fellows about that when we come back. We're visiting with Ezekiel Turner here on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Tyler Murray under center takes 
play action. Rolling right, dumps it off to the right to Edmonds, caught at the 10 to the 5, heading for the pylon, stuck the ball out, hit the pylon, and it's a touchdown! It's a touchdown for Chase Edmonds, the first score of 2020 for the Cardinals, coming off the punt block. Oh my goodness, that's exactly what they needed. That punt block, and now you run one play and dump it out to Chase Edmonds. A little misdirection, and he stretches out, dives for the pylon, and got the pig against the orange, baby. That was the call, Arizona Cardinals Radio Network, Passion Wolf, and that is a question to you, Wolf. Last time we saw an Arizona Cardinal die for the pylon with a football like that, dare I say, because I'm going in the hot tub time machine here, 2008 postseason at Carolina, and what they made into a figurine of Larry is he got all horizontal diving for the pylon with that football as he was going out of bounds, right? It, 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 yes. was, it was shades of that a little bit. But Pauly was so extreme what Chase Edmonds did. He dove from like the four-yard line. Two hands got it out there and just nicked the outside of the pylon before he hit the ground. It was just a fantastic effort by Chase Edmonds. He just continues to maximize every yes. opportunity he gets, every touch he gets. He does the most with it. And if you want to know about an offensive guy, just ask a defensive guy. And we have the pleasure of visiting with Ezekiel Turner here, Cardinals inside linebacker and special team standout. You tell me, Zeke, if you're in the open field with Chase Edmonds, what's that feeling like as a defender? Yeah, no, Chase is a is a talented talented running back. Um just his ability, you know, have great balance, body control, just getting in and out of his cuts is scary to be with an open field, so Zeke, you just beat the reigning NFC champion, the forty niners. You just you just got done beating these guys. You're one and on the season right now. How do you feel? What are you guys talking about in that locker room? No, that 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 win feeling was amazing. After the game, everybody was just so high. Yeah, it was just a great feeling going out there and getting that win. Um, but it was week one, so we got a a long season to go. So we had to enjoy that win and get ready for uh, the Washington football team. Are you so. guys, as players, Zeke? Are you talking about this? Hey, listen, guys, it's one game. Are you talking about this in the locker room? Are you, you know, the leadership? Is the leadership saying, guys, we, we haven't done jack? Yeah, and I feel like guys know that already. You know, being the professionals we are, we just know it's. It, I mean, a win. Me, I mean, a win's good, but it's a long season ago. We know we have a lot more work to do, a lot more to get better on. We played sloppy in a lot of areas, so yeah, we know we got a lot to improve on. What What do you think? the 49ers came away thinking because they beat this Cardinals team twice last year. They were close games, but they made the plays to win, whereas this time around, the Cardinals made the plays to win. For those who maybe aren't up on the 2020 edition of the Cardinals, what do you think people are finding out about this team? Uh, they're just saying, I mean, you got to come in, practice every week, try to get better and better. You know, like I said before, without that offseason, a lot of teams might not have got the reps they wanted to get for, you know, younger players and their team, new head coach maybe, putting in a new scheme. So, yeah, just be, just being ready every week. You know, good teams, Zeke, as you well know, they compete against other good teams, and sometimes you're there in the fourth quarter when you're competing against other good teams, and sometimes you're going to win them, and sometimes you're going to lose them. That's just the way that it goes because the other guy gets paid as well. 
But what about a team like Washington coming in right now, right? This is, to me, an indicator as to some type of maturity that the Arizona Cardinals, your team, may be able to achieve by going out and taking uh, care of business against a team that right now maybe is not as talented as the 49ers. Yeah, we, we know they're a young team, um, but this is the NFL. Like you were saying, they get paid just like we do. They're professionals. So we just got to go out there, execute what we need to execute, and hope we have a good game. What was it like playing? We're visiting with Zeke Turner, Cardinals inside linebacker, special team standout on the Big Red Rage. What was it like playing in a stadium without fans? That The only trace of a fan were the cardboard cutouts in each end zone. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting asked that question a lot. Um, I mean, going into it, just thinking about it, I was thought I thought it would be weird because I that I mean that's the first time anyone's ever played in the game with no fans. Um, but after it, I mean, and during the game, it, I mean, it, I kind of liked it. I, it kind of grew on me. Um, just, just us. It's just the two teams out there and the referees, basically. So it's basically who's better. You know, no distractions with the fans or not anybody really intruding, you know, it's just the two teams out there. So really it's who's, who's better between us two. What did you think of Kyler Murray and his performance in this game, Zeke? Oh yeah. I think he played great. I mean, we, we, I mean, it doesn't surprise us seeing out him go out there and do well and help his team win. Um, but yeah, I know he'll keep getting better and continue to help this team win. And everyone talks about how his leadership has grown from year one to year two. Uh, you see evidence of that. And then you notice, like as you as you mentioned, you know, in an empty stadium, you can't help but notice how many different guys are, are bringing energy in their own way. In fact, Cliff Kingsbury was asked earlier in the week about the importance for players to fire each other up in the absence of fans. And Catherine Fitzgerald from AZ Central then asked Chase Edmonds this question. Who on the team so far is the best at cheering and who maybe has some room for improvement? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say definitely the energy guys, probably uh, Dennis. You'll always hear Dennis on the sideline at some point. Uh, Zeke as well. you always hear Zeke on the sideline at some point. Uh, who needs the work? Who can I get on? Uh, I would love to get on Buddha. You know, every time Buddha's on the field, He'll hear me. I'm, I'm Buda Baker. I need a play. I need a play. I would love to hear Buda cheer on the offense a little bit, but I know he's, he's locked in on the defense side of things. But uh, So I'm going to give Buda and Chandler a hard time because I'm always on them when they're on the field. There you go. Chase Edmonds with his own power pole. You know, guys who are bringing the energy, you know, and, and he cited you, Zeke. How about that? Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm pretty – Cliff always harps on uh, – us bringing our own energy, especially like this year without the fans. So I think we do a real jo- good job of doing that as a team. Are you a trash talker, Zeke? I mean, <laughs> do you go out there and look the other guy in the eye and kind of jab him in the ribs verbally? I mean, are you a trash talker? I mean, every now and then. I mean, it's it's an emotional game, you know. Both both teams are into it. Not in anything personal or anything, but I feel like everybody has their own way, you know, trash talking or intimidating the other opponent. So. You know, in my 15 years on the sideline, there have been a handful of times where guys have come to the white stripe off the bench to watch certain players make their debut. Tyron Matthew, David Johnson is a rookie, and then DeAndre Hopkins. I noticed a lot of guys on the defense weren't necessarily on the bench. They were watching. Did you sense that guys were watching D-Hop? Yeah, no, I did sense that. Everybody was 
everybody's locked into the games now. You know, everybody can just focus on the game at hand. But yeah, D Hop, yeah, definitely a special talent to watch. That's a once in a generation type talent. So I mean, if you can see alive, I mean, yeah, I would be on my feet too. Well, Clemson has put out its share of playmakers. There's no doubt about that. But there's another DBU, not just LSU, Patrick Peterson. But how about UW? We'll get into a little bit of that with one of their alums as we continue Ezekiel Turner on this edition of the Big Red Rage, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Fourth and five for the Niners on the 16 of the Cardinals. Garoppolo to pass. Throws to the right side. Incomplete. Murphy steps in front of the receiver and knocks the ball down. The Cardinals take over on downs with 33 seconds to go. Leading San Francisco 24 to 20. And Byron Murphy makes a play on the pig to bat the ball out on the out route. Oh, that is big time. What a play. That's how it sounded on the Arizona Cardinals radio network. The Cardinals win 24-20 week one at the Niners. Byron Murphy, a couple of plays at the end to help seal it. Right before that, you had Patrick Peterson with a PBU. So let's see here, guys. Uh, Ron Wolfley, Paul Calvisi here. We're joined by Ezekiel Turner, an alum of UW, the Huskies. So Patrick Peterson, LSU. You, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker, all you dub. Uh, do you guys have any spirited discussions on the true DBU <laughs> these days? Yeah, yeah, we always we always go back talking about a college and who produces what. Um, but yeah, we we I get we we respect each other's what he, what each other's DB units have done in the past and now. So yeah, it's always fun having those discussions. So Zeke, you're you're two hundred what fifteen pounds somewhere in there. I don't know your exact weight. Maybe you put a little bit more on, but do you consider yourself a linebacker? Yes, yes, yes. That's that's the uh, position my team has me at. That's where I can help the team. So yes, that's where I am. You have linebacker. no DB in you whatsoever. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to get to. So you do have a little DB in you. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like that that uh, skill set, you know, that that will always be a part of me. But, yeah, as of now, though, I'm a, I'm a linebacker. But, yeah, I feel like that will always be a part of me, though. <laughs> yeah, What's a DB? Always yeah. a DB. Is that it? Yeah. If I would have told you halfway through your college career that you would go from safety in college to the linebacker room in the NFL, what would you have said? Uh, I, I probably, I mean, I probably would have said, oh, you could be right, you could be wrong, you know. Okay. Because well, I've heard that before. So. Okay. Well, I tell you, you made an impression on Cliff Kingsbury in the pre, in the in the month of August. I shouldn't say preseason, but I know in the red and white, Wolf and I called it. And afterwards, we asked him to name some names, guys who caught his eye, and you were one of two or three names that he mm-hmm. cited. How did you like your camp leading into the season? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was great um, being in the same scheme again. I think that helped me out a lot, learning from uh, the mistakes I made last year, and just having a a season of film to watch on a. Uh, us so i feel like that definitely helped me grow this year but i still i still have a lot to work on though can you talk to a zeke at all about the pac-12 would you like to see the pac-12 play football this year oh absolutely absolutely i'd love to see my teammates former coach coach late head coach us to a a good season but um i mean i'm sure they're they're making 
whatever best decisions there are for everyone's health. So we got to take that into consideration. But I, other than that, yeah, I would love I would love to see the Pac-12 play football this year. Yeah, Jimmy Lake hasn't even coached his first game as head coach of UW yet. So okay, yeah. <laughs> You have the Washington Huskies, and then you have the Washington Football Club, which is coming in this week. And for a thought on the defense, here's Corey Peters, one of the team captains, and what he thought of the defensive performance in week one. It felt great, you know, and, and one thing we've talked about is this being a new year, um, us coming out and trying to set an identity for this new team. Um, and I think we, we still have a long ways to go. Um, there were lots of mistakes today, and I think that was to be expected, but um, it's a lot easier to make the corrections after a win. So uh, we'll be hard about the tape and, um, and try to get better for next week. You know, Vance Joseph has referred a couple of times just the fact everybody's in the same system for the second straight year. It's the first time for Buda Baker now in his fourth season he's had the same system from year to year. Mm. How, how far is that gone, you think, as a defense, and how much has it helped the play of everyone? Oh, it's huge. It's huge, you know. You got guys returning that played with each other last year, so having that year of growing, making mistakes together and games together, that just helps you learn learn so much, and then VJ can get, you know, more creative with the scheme since more guys know it. But, yeah, it definitely goes a long way. Zeke, I've never played football in a pandemic. I have no experience with this whatsoever. Coming into this season with everything that was going on, and in particular COVID-19, of course, were you concerned about playing ball? Oh, absolutely. I feel like every, every I mean, everyone that plays the sport of football was concerned if they would be playing this fall since the pandemic started so early. You don't know what's going to happen, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of adversity, but yeah, I was definitely, everyone was definitely concerned. The road trip was different, wasn't it? Uh, one of the assistant coaches said it's like a sci-fi movie, you know, just with everything in place. The protocols are there. Everyone is following them. It's very strict, but it's very different, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The trackers, the, the testing, yeah, it's definitely different. Well, Wolf, if you hit zoom out in Cardinals history, Justin Bethel went to multiple Pro Bowls as a special teamer. Yeah. Buda Baker as a rookie. Sean Morey, 2008. Yes. Think about it, right? I mean, Dennis Gardeck, an alternate. What do you think? Zeke Turner here as we say goodbye no to doubt. Ezekiel Turner. I mean, no he's doubt, off to a heck of a start. Absolutely. Zeke, thank you so much for your time. God bless you, and thanks for making plays. Keep making plays, big guy. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, Y'all stay safe out there, and I appreciate you. God bless. Turner, we come back on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert right after this. Second and nine, the 23 of San Francisco. Shotgun formation, snap to Murray, in trouble, steps up and runs to his right of the 20. Cuts back to the left of the 10, breaks a tackle to the 5, running right for the end zone, touchdown. Kyler Murray with a touchdown run. Arizona has the lead in San Francisco, 16-13 to with 10.26 to go. If you're going to go after him, you better get him. If you get picked up... Like the 49ers were picked up, that's what you're going to see. Great run by Kyler Murray. Had a 22-yard touchdown run against the Niners last year. This year, obviously, the difference, it comes in a win. It capped a 14-play, 94-yard drive. 
Cardinals victorious 24-20. Special thanks again to Ezekiel Turner for joining us on this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley. And what resonates with you the most at this point going into week two against Washington? Is it still Kyler? I mean, what have you thought as subsequently you've watched some of the film? Yeah, no, Paulie. Overall, just going into this game, I think the Arizona Cardinals are a better football team than the Washington football team. I think they're a better team, and because of that, I'm so fascinated. I want to see how they come out of that locker room. I want to see how they come out and how they compete, Paulie. I want to see them come out. I think they're a better team. I, I, You clearly look at the Arizona Cardinals on paper. They're a better team than the Washington football team, especially when you consider what the Arizona Cardinals did in week one, beating San Francisco on the road. They played well. It wasn't just paper. It was about playing. They played well enough to win that game. Paulie, this is a game that if you're a good team, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any getting around that. And, and I know they're taking it one game at a time, but when you look at the schedule as a media guy, you can't help but notice that you have two winnable games at home. You're going to Carolina. Okay, that's a bit of an unknown right there. The Jets obviously are struggling. So when you look at the back half of the schedule, it's imperative that you continue this sort of start to your season if you truly have aspirations of going to the postseason. Paulie, you're absolutely ding, ding, ding. Listen, when I say that, though, you know the way I am. I'm so old school. When you say they're the better team, they ought to win this game. Warning, warning, warning. Right? That The warning bells are sounding. When I say that, there there are trap games, and this could be one such game, and that's why I look at the leaders in that locker room, and I'm going to watch them in this game. The leaders on this team, how do they play? Do they step up and set the tone for everybody else? How similar is this game for the Cardinals offense compared to the last game when you look at the personnel and the scheme employed by Ron Rivera versus Robert Sala and the 49ers? Oh, it's unbelievable. It really is. I mean, it, it, you're talking about a 4-3 scheme back-to-back. You're talking about close the middle of the field. That's Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, of course, for Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera, both these guys, 4-3 guys, close the middle of the field, play cover three, play quarter coverage, play a little bit a man free with a free safety in the middle of the field and man across the board this is very very similar now my question is will cliff go with the same game plan against this football team will he go with the same game plan he used against the 49ers where he's dinking it and dunking it and throwing the ball horizontally to get people like nick bosa turning and running and chasing wide receivers in in an attempt to tire them out and then go with a little bit more run in the second half. That was the game plan. Will Cliff do it again? I don't know, Paulie, but I expect him to take a, a few more shots down the field. Air yards is what we call it. Throwing the ball down the field. I expect him maybe early on to try to establish the fact, you you think we're just going to throw it horizontally? No, we're not just going to throw it horizontally. We're going to take a shot down the field every now and then as well. I think that's a message you want to send right off the top. And will Kyler approach 100 yards rushing again? Will he have the attempts? Will he dare to do it? And if he does, here's Peter Schrager about Kyler's ability to protect himself on NFL Network. Kyler had 12 runs on Sunday. Do you know how many times he was actually hit, tackled? Once. Meaning he got out of bounds or he slid and he avoided Mm -hmm. contact. That's an art. 
that is something that you can do over time. That is not just picked up. That means that he has been fully trained and has been practicing a way to avoid contact, get out of bounds, get down, and try to avoid getting hit. If Kyler goes unscathed and can still run the ball 12 times with Cliff calling the shots and DeAndre Hopkins having 14 catches, huge deal, not just for Kyler Murray, but for the entire NFL this season. It was interesting to hear Kyler explain his mindset when running the ball. He said, yes, there's a lot of instinct involved. Yes, he's looking to house it every time. He's trying to figure out, is there going to be a lane? Is something going to open up where I can take this all the way? At the same time, he admitted, you're most definitely have your head on a swivel and you're going to get down at the mere prospect of getting your, you know, getting cleaned in the middle of the open field. Yeah, there's no doubt. Will they come after Kyler Murray? That's what I want to know. Are they going to do that? Or are they going to play, uh, I don't know, are they going to spy him? I are they going to do both, Paulie? I don't know, but I'm fascinated to see how this develops over the course of this season because right now, Kyler Murray, the, the only difference between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray in terms of their ability to make plays with their legs, Kyler's way faster. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that is, he's running a 4-3 out there. You know, I, I did Seattle radio a couple weeks ago, and then there was some trash talking going on, and I had to let them know that, are you sure that the Cardinals don't have the Russell Wilson model? You have the base engine. The Cardinals have the twin <laughs> turbo edition of Russell Wilson. The guy runs the 4-3. I mean, so, you know, uh, you better be careful as all the trash talking, all the 12s are doing up there in Seattle because you're going to be looking in a mirror real soon, except the guy in the Cardinals uniform uh, can actually take it the length of the field. So you now he's got to make a lot of plays with his arm as well to catch up to Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell has done an awful lot. I, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Having said that, Kyler's on his way. And the Cardinals O-line is not the the Eagles O-line either, put it that way. So, yes, the Redskins are fierce in that front seven. Yes, they got eight sacks. We'll see. There's a big assignment, a lot to get the attention of the Cardinals offensive line. There's no doubt about that. Thanks again to Ezekiel Turner for joining us. Jim Omohundro, thank you. Mitch Bereldis for Ron Wolfley on Paul Calvici. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club